everybody, and welcome back. I am the Bull, and this is See the Bull Ski, the podcast where I talk about leadership, followership, resiliency, and wellness. Last week, I did my third QA session, so if you'd like to know more about me, please go check that out along with my other recordings. This week, I have a topic that I've been holding onto for a while, and it came about from a class that I was a part of a little over a year ago, and it stuck with me. Let me ask you, how much do you think fear plays as a part of your day-to-day life? Do you lead with fear? Do you follow with fear? Does fear provide any good in a work environment? Can fear provide any good in our lives in general? Well, even though I think most would probably say, no, it's not a good thing, it doesn't have a place, I tend to think that fear plays an important role in our lives. But it all lies in the context and the use when we think of the word and what results come to mind. But as for me, I think fear is tremendously misunderstood. So today, I want to talk about fear in leadership. Let's get into it. When you hear the word fear, you likely think of it as a negative emotion that should be avoided, and that's understandable. The word fear itself means unpleasant, often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger in the main cause of fear is the threat of harm, real or imagined. We all experience fear, and for many different reasons. Fear of failure, fear of succeeding, fear of the unknown, fear of losing something or of someone. Parents experience fear over their children. Children experience fear of social acceptance. Fear is everywhere. But does fear have to be negative? If I'm being honest, I don't think fear itself is negative, but I can certainly understand that automatic reaction. But if there's one thing that I think I've made crystal clear in my opinions doing these recordings, it's that I think it's important to learn control of our reactions and be more engaged with our responses. And some responses can certainly include fear. It just matters how you interpret the situation and what you do with it, especially when it comes to like leadership or followership. Fear can be a great motivator for many, but understand when when I say that, I do not mean you should use fear to control people. That's called manipulation, and it's really unhealthy, really damaging, and really bad. When I think of myself, I am surrounded by fear just like anyone else. I am plagued by self-doubt daily. And here's the thing. All of my experiences, good and bad, have led me to who I am and where I am today. I would not change a a single thing about my life, you know, all of the scary things, because to do so would be to lose out on those experiences. And those experiences, again, good and bad, are what make me who I am today. So I would argue that the same is true for you listening as well. Sure, feeling fear is not fun, but at the same time, fear is something primal in each of us, and it can provide us with focus and energy to overcome adversity and improve our ability to survive in short bursts. Prolonged fear is definitely not a good thing. I think the reason the question of leadership and fear stuck with me is because there have been times in my life when I had a person of authority over me who either used or tried to use fear in harmful or manipulative ways. I say that person of authority because I refuse to acknowledge a person like that as a leader. These people that, you know, they rely on emotional manipulation to control those around them under the threat of retaliation in some form. Should the person with less authority cross them? That, that, that's not a leader. At the same time, though, I have met real leaders who were shining examples of what and who I wanted to be as a leader, and I still felt fear. It was a fear of disappointing them, but fear still the same. As a person who's had authority, I have worked really hard to remove any aspect of instilling fear in my team because I don't think it serves any purpose other than to curtail my subordinates' abilities and dedication because that's what fear does. But strangely enough, fear was still there. And I'll get, I'll get there. Just hang out with me. 
When a threat is perceived, and that word really matters, perceived, perception, then the stress response kicks in and psychologically as well as physiologically, our bodies and our brain functioning and chemistry adjust in response to that fear. I've talked about the emotional centers of the brain versus the logic centers, but essentially when the emotional centers are engaged, especially with stronger emotions like fear, our ability to think and perform can be impacted often negatively in some cases. In some cases it actually increases, but impacted because the majority of the energy and resources are going to survival mode and this can severely hurt critical thinking mode, which is ironic because typically when something serious is occurring or something fearful is occurring, that's when you really want and need good solutions. But thinking rationally takes time and an imminent threat means that there may not be time. So our reactions take over. This basically translates to people doing only what they need to do to survive from moment to moment. Think about the last time you were afraid and your boss or coworker, you know, you were afraid of them or they were afraid. Was there good headspace going on, right? Probably not. And poor leaders mistake this feeling of fear in their subordinates as respect or motivation or discipline. In my opinion, it's not. It's manipulation or abuse, pure and simple. Interestingly, uh, blackswanltd.com says that fear-based leadership stems from a boss's lack of confidence in their own abilities. I can certainly agree with that because I tend to see fear-based leadership as ego-driven. Uh, there is this animalistic sense of power that someone can gain from making others afraid, but I wouldn't say as a leader that makes you effective. So can we agree that fear is mostly thought of as bad? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a pretty negative emotion, but is there any positive value to fear? And while a lot of people might say no, I think there is some value but it's all about the presentation and how it's used. But, but let me explain, stick with me. Let's say that I am a leader and I have a team. Obviously, as the leader, I oversee getting my team to accomplish a goal or an objective, right? Same thing for any kind of organization. This applies to any sort of hierarchy. And I know that if I fail at getting things done, I as the leader will face the consequences, right? Makes sense so far. And this is the first crucial step for leaders to come to terms with that shows the kind of person and leader that they are. Because good leaders will use that feeling of fear to motivate themselves to serve their people by providing support, training, guidance, resources, time, and understanding to get them to perform the best that they can. And if something goes wrong, a true leader will stand on their own two feet and face the criticism. Other people or people in leadership positions can go the other way, which is to use their fear to justify bullying, degrading, humiliating, neglecting, and ultimately ruining their team's abilities. And at the end of the day, when their actions resulted in lower performance, they are going to be the first people to sacrifice whoever they have to to protect themselves. Again, to me, it's about that ego. When you are a person with adequate competence, self-confidence, and interpersonal skills, which is really what leadership comes down to in many respects, you are able to stay connected with your people in a way that allows you to create the space where people are motivated to perform optimally and your vision and aspirations serve to inspire them to perform optimally. When you have low self-esteem, you hide behind your position and authority and basically rely on fear to create that motivation or to inspire the team. And while it kind of works a little, it ultimately leads to burnout in your people and uh, potentially backlash and yeah, not, not fun. So here's some, here's some interesting insights on fear and it's twofold. Firstly, if you are around fear provoking stimuli over a long enough period of time, you can overcome it. 
Kind of like that whole face your fear, psychologists can use this approach with phobias, for example. Secondly, eventually most people that are surrounded by fear persistently are gonna stop caring and they either shut down or they lash out against the fear producer. What toxic people with authority try to do, usually, is continue promoting a fearful mindset that keeps people down and submissive, kind of like a weight, but eventually that weight makes the people stronger and they will end up pushing back and all that negative energy dumped onto them results in the toxic person being overwhelmed and potentially replaced or it empowers the workers to leave the environment altogether. Now, this isn't always the case. And yes, I'm sure that there are those horrible people that are able to weasel their way around being held accountable. But let me just say that the sooner you speak up and against those with toxic traits, the sooner it will end and you'll get a healthier, hopeful resolution. Along with that, if you happen to work or live somewhere that is so pervasive in toxicity and fear usage that using the appropriate channels ain't going to work, I hope you do whatever you need to do in a healthy manner to get out of that situation immediately because your wellness and safety is not worth another person's ego and toxic places like that don't deserve you. Like just just spitting facts, nothing but the facts, ma'am. I would also add that any place that defines itself by relying on fear tactics for performance is probably not a place you want to be a part of unless you have a weak ego, crave submission of others, or you might possibly be a sociopath. Anywho, I talked a lot about the bad parts of fear, but I have talked about some of the good pieces and I want to go back to the good pieces now. As a leader, I think fear is one of my biggest internal motivators. I am terrified of not being good enough, of not knowing enough, of failing my team, my peers, my supervisors, all of it. Seriously, I have been afraid in some capacity probably my whole life, but it is how I use that fear that matters. I use my fear to continue to grow, to learn, to try, and the more time goes on, the better able I've become to serve those I'm worried about failing. I It would be easy to let that fear tear me apart, but instead, I would rather transform that energy and focus it into something positive. And it really does help in my case, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. It also helps to remind ourselves that we are only human and we all have limitations. And yes, it can be healthy to strive and overcome those limits, but un it, it's unreasonable to think that you are never gonna mess up, come up short, or fail. My best lessons of life have come from my failings. It sucked at the time, sure. And it isn't fun to sit around and think about it years later, but the lessons of failure are what I can use to beat the things today that make me afraid. A big part of not allowing my internal fear to tear me apart is having people to turn to for support when maybe I'm losing sight of myself or I'm allowing that fear to kind of take hold. And I try to do the same for people that I, I support. So, you know, we try to be there for each other. On the flip side, I mentioned how I've worked to remove fear tactics from my teams. So would it surprise you to think that fear has played a part in my own leadership? It has, but let me explain. I didn't know it at the time, and this was years ago, and it certainly wasn't my intention, but I remember having some real talk with uh, with a couple of my different teams. One team in particular, I remember the conversation really well, and we were discussing leadership, good and bad, you know, and I was, I was in charge, but I wanted to get their perspective. I wanted to gain some insight from the people I was leading, and during the talk, fear came up, and I brought up, you know, how I didn't want any of them to be afraid of me. And, and to my surprise, a lot of them, I don't know if it was all of them, but a lot of them said that they were afraid of me in a way. And I was horrified. Oh my gosh. Like, what am I doing? I immediately sat up straight and was like, you know, say what? What, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean I make you afraid? And in my head, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. It's going to be okay. Okay. Be calm. Be cool. You can solve this. All right. You're going to be all right. You're not a bad person. Well, I apologized and I asked what they meant. And you know what they told me? They said that they weren't 
necessarily afraid of me. They were afraid of letting me down. They, they were afraid that they'd make me look bad or that they would disappoint me or that they would not meet my expectations of them. And I was blown away. And we ended up having a really long talk about my expectations of them and their expectations of me. And at the end, we all came to an agreement that fear was helping motivate each of us, but in positive ways or in some positive ways. And we made an agreement to each other that if any of us was feeling like our fear was pushing us negatively, like in stressful or harmful ways, or making us fail to take care of ourselves, that we would open up to each other, we would reach out for support, because we all agreed that no one should live life like that. And the irony is, the fear we were all feeling was because none of us wanted the others to feel fear. And so we, we all wanted to do our part to protect each other, and that's where the fear was coming from, and it was like this weird spiral. Fear can be useful if that feeling is not tied to harmful side effects or unrealistic or even false expectations. My team knew for a fact that I was never going to beat down on them. But that went hand in hand with the desire to not let me down. And the same as I didn't want to let them down, and I know I'd never beat down on them. The whole, the whole phrase, quote, comment, beatings continue until morale improves, it doesn't work, right? It just makes your team resent you, and they get really good at hiding issues until either they can escape from you or that you get moved to another location. Like that some people like say the beatings continue till morale improves as if it's so insightful. It's not, it's, it's, it's a red flag. It, it just is. Fear is a tricky but essential emotion in our lives. It surrounds each of us and is necessary for survival. I mean, heck, the whole point of fear is to keep us alive in stressful or harmful situations. But that hardwired system can also be used against us by others or by ourselves, you know, if we're not careful. So you've got to pay attention both as a leader, a follower, or just a person in general. I share this next point not to try and sound tough, and I'm just being honest. Um, I've had some feedback throughout my career from both supervisors and subordinates. And one of the biggest things that people have tend to like or appreciate about me is I've been called fearless. But the reality is I experience fear all the time as a leader, a teammate, a subordinate, as a husband, as a friend, as a son, whatever. I feel fear every week I do these recordings because what if I misspeak? What if I sound stupid? What if the way I say something isn't how the listener hears it? What if I? What if something I say doesn't help you as a listener, right? Like some of these fears are, are a little reasonable and others might not be. But the truth is we all have things that we're afraid of and it's how we use that energy that matters. I use my fear to motivate me, to learn and to speak up. Like a lot of times I speak up for people and I'm not afraid to go to bat for my people. I don't open my mouth because I'm not afraid. It's the exact opposite. I open my mouth because I'm afraid of staying quiet. I'm afraid of someone feeling alone in need of help. I'm afraid of having a voice to help others and doing nothing. I don't fight for my team because I'm not afraid. I stand up for my team because I can and because they need me to. I don't work hard because I'm afraid of my boss or my boss's boss or my boss's boss's boss. I work hard because I respect my boss and my boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss. And I don't want to let them down. And again, ironically, they would never beat down on me for trying my best. So I have no need to fear any of them. And it is that quality that makes me want to do right by them. And it's that fear of letting them down. Again, it's kind of a weird circle. That's just real talk. And, I, and I'm sure you listening have your own version of it. And I just want you to know you're not alone. We are all facing some kind of monster either in the real world or in our own minds. But remember that if you're listening to this right now, you have overcome everything before now that led you here. And that's huge and important and shouldn't be forgotten or minimized. 
all in all, let me just say as a wrap that fear, I think, does have a place in our lives. It has to. There's no other reality for us as a species because it is built into us. But that doesn't mean we should allow others to use it against us. And we certainly shouldn't use it against others or ourselves. Some people mistake fear for respect, but they are totally different ideas. And the truth is, respect is harder earned, but a hundred times more potent and useful. I think it's an old saying, but I, I once had someone say to me, if I can't have respect, I'll take fear. And my response to them, because we were just at the same place in a course, and he said, if I can't have respect, I'll, ha I'll take fear. And my response was, if you can't earn my respect, you aren't worthy of my fear. And that's just like not trying to sound tough, but it's just like I, if you're going to say something that's silly, that's going to be my response to you. All in all, yeah, fear gets a pretty bad rap. And yes, I understand. But at the same time, fear can be extremely useful. And it takes a lot of maturity, reflection and respect both to yourself and others to create a healthy form of it that doesn't tear you apart or tear those around you apart. As a leader, I think you should be afraid to an extent because as a leader, it is on you to get things done. It is on you to take care of your people, and a little fear can help you focus on priorities, whether they be tasks or people. Fear over the wellness of those in your charge can help move you to take care of them better. Even as a follower, fear has its uses. You want to do well and do right by those you respect, and that's admirable. But none of us, leader or follower, or just as people in general, none of us can live with perpetual debilitating fear. It doesn't work, and it will burn you out. So, I encourage you this week to do some self-reflection as a follower, as a leader, as a person. Where is your fear meter at? What is driving that fear? Is it internal or external and why? Break it down. To my fellow leaders, maybe have some open conversations with your team about how you approach them. You know, What's your leadership approach? How are you interacting with your people? And what is your intended result? And are you meeting that result or are your people afraid and they're just nodding their heads so that you don't wail on them because they think that you're gonna wail on them? Are you earning their respect or are you feeding fear? Are you creating an environment where people can open up to you? Or are you creating an environment where people run and hide when they hear your footsteps? Are you approaching your people in the ways they'll respond to? Or are you trying to force them to react solely in your preferred way? Again, comes back to ego. All these things matter. And just taking a little bit of time and consistency to create a safe environment is the antithesis of fear-based environment and leadership. So just a little bit of food for thought as we go into this next week. And that is it. I hope I conveyed my thoughts on the matter adequately. Fear, like any emotion, isn't automatically wrong or bad or good. There are a myriad of factors that go into it and understanding our emotions and respecting the feelings of others as well as ourselves can improve all of our lives. So I hope you take at least a little bit of what I said, break it down, see what you think about it, take it to heart, and hopefully it helps you or helps someone that you know. As always, thank you for joining me this week, and please don't forget to hit that follow button on whatever platform you are listening to this on so that you get all of my newest updates. Last reminder, please don't forget to share this out as it does help the channel. Appreciate it. Have a great week. Stay warm, and I will check you out next time.